Hey guys, this is your Fapcast episode 20 for June 15th. So happy Father's Day. Yes, yeah. happy Happy Father's Day. <clears throat> yeah. For all to, those all those kids out there that to I to Chris. <laughs> it's, 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 it's pretty much is there something got. I need to know, Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> was, uh, I'm carrying your son. No. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Two guys naked in a hot tub. What happens? <laughs> I'll tell you what happens. Bad movies like Mr. Mom. Oh, Miss. Is that Mr. No. no, no. What was no, the no, no. What was the one with Danny DeVito? Twins. <laughs> Twins. Oh, yeah. like, Mr. Mom. He's a boy. I don't know where I'm going with that. Anyway, um, so yeah, episode twenty. So mm-hmm. twenty episodes. It's, it's quite a while there. Yeah, we're uh, we're almost uh, we're almost to a a. Quarter of a century there, yeah, twenty-five. This is a score. Yeah, it's a score. It's twenty. Is a score. It's a score. All right, so this is the score episode. episode. So we're all going to score. Apparently, I already have with Ryan. (laughs) That was a mistake. (laughs) Wow, you should have wore protection, Chris. You should have wore protection. Double wrap that garbage bag. (laughs) Potentially. And we started like way up here. I know it started off twenty. And then just... I'm sorry. It started off so good, and then just straight in the gutter. Well, that's because I've been absent, so you guys needed a little bit of a right. bringing it down. I'm also shedding all over the podcast studio here. Apparently peeling yes. there from I'm molting. I'm ticked off. All right, so I guess our first topic... Yeah, that's true. Not, nobody cares who nobody my cares co-hosts who. are. No, okay, all right, so we've got Chris Keen here. Hello, everyone. We've got Josh Bushing. What up, guys? And Nate Bushing. Hodor. And... <laughs> The worst, <laughs> the worst host ever, Ryan McDowell. Wait, who, wait, wait, no, no, no. Who's, I, I definitely have that title. Don't no. Take, don't take that away from me. I don't me. know. This was a pretty bad intro. Yeah. So. No, it started good, and then it was just like. It's like I just took the belt from you from WWF. Oh. You know, it's like WWF. <laughs> like, oh, I just, oh, yeah, holding so I just, that up I above took your the head. Belt and I'm like, worst host ever. <laughs> and you can get that oh, next time. Okay. We will pay per view that cage match that, between Ryan and Nate. It's a ladder match. match. Oh, a ladder match. Yeah, we're definitely going to be Hopefully it's a steel jumping cage. off. Yeah. I was going to say steel cage. We'll be jumping off the cage and hitting each other with chairs and Indeed. having all sorts of monologues. Yes. That's what we do in monologues. WWE. Monologues. So talking about ridiculously long <laughs> intros, when games do their demos, should they be demos? Or should they be ga- You like that segue. You know you do. 30-minute right. video sequence, so you go. Ro- you rode that segue yeah, yeah. straight into my convention. I yeah, yeah, it. for real. So Metal Gear Solid is working on Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain, right? And instead of just doing like a tech demo... Mm-hmm. They came out with Ground Zeroes, which sort of gives you, I don't know, I got maybe six to eight playable hours out of it. Yeah. I mean, you could probably get more if you're total completionist. Yep. Um, you put two hours in at least for the first round, didn't you? Two hours for the for the first mission, yeah, really. And, and that's kind of if you're booking. Yep. You know? Yep. I, I mean, if, if, if you... If you know where everything is and you fly through it, I think you can do that first mission in about 45 minutes. I may have not played it right. <laughs> The yeah. first time. Yeah, same. Same here. Yeah. It was like, kill everybody and then get out. Anyway, yeah. the point is, so they made this, uh, it's one uh, environment, essentially, one open world uh, that's just an island. It's basically the prelude to Guantanamo, I believe. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a prison base in Cuba Yep. Uh, during the 70s. And anyway, it's it sort of, there were 
like six or eight missions, six to eight missions for this game, and they all take place on the same uh, island in the same location. The guard patterns are different. The weapons you get uh, can be different, like the ones that you you start out with can be different. But yeah. all the same weapons are available in every mission. Yep. Uh, but they all take place at different time of day and different weather. So there's like fog in one of them. There's rain in one of them. It's night. It's day. It's hmm. morning. So it kind of gives you a good sense of whether the demo or the <laughs> the the engine, you know, how pretty is it going to look? You know, yeah. was this just prefabbed for but it, it looks it looks amazing i can say from from owning it but anyway should more games go that way doing a uh, a demo that's that's a purchasable game that leaves you feeling it's more like a prologue game than i mean it's not full price yeah i would say that games aren't it's not necessarily that games need to go that way it's just that companies are looking that way because demos in the past have been they're kind of a, a sunk cost, right? You know, they have to create this um, vertical slice of their game to display to everybody that takes time away from finishing the product all the way through. And they have to make sure that that, that demo that you see is, you know, high quality, that everything ends. They don't, you know, give away too much or whatever as if in, like in a trailer. So in this case, it's, uh, it's kind of paying for that, I guess, in a way. You're almost paying for that that demo, and I think any any way a company can look to monetize something, they're going to be stemming. Like, yep, stemming away from like, or stemming from like early '90s, or maybe late '90s when PC gaming started to kind of really get up there, and like most of the demos at the time were like shareware versions, and you could download it for free, or you could get, you know, maybe like a couple of bucks or something at some sort of trade show. You had it on a disc. And then you would load it up, and it would be maybe like the first section of like five different subsections of a game. Yeah. Like Doom, you get like the, the first like first episode. episode. Yeah, yeah. It's the first episode. Mm-hmm. Which is um, quite a bit Quake of Quake was the same. Yeah, Quake was but the, the same way. That, that was when the game was totally finished. Yeah. Versus this, Phantom Pain is still in development. Yeah. See, now I don't know if that's just because it takes so much longer to make a good game yeah. these days. Yeah. So the other interesting thing is that. Uh, up until now, Hideo Kojima has been pretty uh, exclusively Sony. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I mean, they released the HD collection on Xbox, but that was like way later. Yeah. Um, and the other Sony title that did this was Gran Turismo, right? When it was a huge gap from Gran Turismo Four to Gran Turismo Five. Gran yep. Turismo Five was going to be the first Gran Turismo for PlayStation Three. Mm-hmm. So they they tried to get it where they wanted it. They weren't happy with Gran Turismo 5, so they came out with Gran Turismo 5 Prologue. It was like two years before yeah. Gran Turismo 5. Yeah. It came out very close to the launch of uh, PlayStation 3. Oh, yeah. And then yep. it was like two years later, Gran Turismo 5 came out. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, but it was like totally different engine, so I don't know that that is... Totally was it two years? Point. I thought it was like three years because PlayStation Three came out in. It was it was a significant chunk of time. It was like versus yeah, four years later or something like that. Versus this That's one, great. it's it's going to be a year. Ground Zeroes came out now, and yep. Phantom Pain is supposed to come out this fall or early twenty fifteen. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, roughly a year, maybe maybe a year and a little bit of change. Yeah, but um, I I thoroughly enjoyed the the game and I, I kind of like getting experiences that that aren't full you know like sixty dollar games you know what I mean this wasn't a sixty dollar game 
I would have I would have been upset had I paid sixty bucks for it. Yeah. At half price, mm. I I think I'm unique in that I I still feel like it was a good purchase because I'm really into stealth games and sneaking around and whatnot. So I feel like that got me amped for Metal Gear Solid Five, and yeah. I still feel like you know the thirty bucks I spent on it, mm-hmm. not too bad. Mm-hmm. But you mean uh, the sixty dollars you spent on it. Sixty. Yeah. Oh right, because I bought your. <laughs> he was like, I was like, Buy it. he's like, go on, Nate, come on. Yeah. No. Um. So I haven't put as much time in it as you have, but I feel like there's enough content there that if you want to get your thirty dollars worth, you can get it out of it. Look, let me phrase the the topic a little bit different. What if, uh, let's say, Elder Scrolls Six was coming out. Uh-huh. Right, and you knew it was going to be two years. Ooh. Would you want a demo, a playable, not a demo? Would you want a a purchasable game that starts to use that engine and maybe takes place on an you know like an island or a in a valley or something that you couldn't get out of? You know, hmm. I don't. I don't know. Like I guess considering because Ground Zeroes, you're not going to repeat that in Phantom Pain. Oh, you're not. You're not. It's not part of it. Really? Interesting. So yeah, I thought totally separate. No, nope. I thought you would. No, nope, totally separate. If it's prologue, and then yeah, well, okay, the completionist people will probably p- pick into it. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be. I don't know. I don't think I need it in those kinds of things. I would much rather pay for like a, a fully developed game. I guess my other thing too is I don't mind waiting for something. Like Blizzard is really good about you know putting the polish on the game, and if it's not ready, they won't release it, and. Some of these other newer companies, they I think they have pressures from their publishers to have to fork out to get the game out there. Let's say EA games. Well, Battlefield Four was <laughs> plain as day. Should have spent another year in the you know in the cooker in the cooker. Probably and, and really just Forza Five. Yeah, you know, same to be deal. honest, Do, like, I think a lot of, of those were just pushed because of release. Yep, with the console, mm-hmm. and they really wanted mm-hmm. to nail it with the console. And I think that that was a poor decision, in my opinion. Yeah, um, and that's just you know people. People will throw money at it, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, they got burned. But I don't know if anybody really learns their lesson, like waiting until reviews are out beforehand. Because a lot of people will have reviews out early beforehand because they'll get Do you feel copies. gypped by <laughs> Battlefield 4, though? Eh, not really. I mean, because we kind of made the most of that. I mean, I'm still... I, I don't play it as often since, it, since Titanfall, and I haven't played Titanfall in a while either, but... Um, I don't know. It's, it's still fun. I mean, I bought... Um, DLC for yeah, it. Yeah, the, the, the premium for it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, once that kind of stuff comes out again, I'll probably get back into it, play some more maps. All right, so, so Josh says no. Yeah, I'm going to go with... You keep your... I'm, I'm going to go with, game. I don't think it's needed. Um, your completionist people... Now, I guess if it's a fandom thing, like if I'm really into that genre, it, 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 I think I've played two, I played through... I don't think I played three. I watched a couple of things <clears> there with three, but... It, you know, for Metal Gear Solid, I, I don't, it's not my, if it's there, not your thing. If there's right. anything, I think it's that companies have learned that uh, the niche or targeting people that are really into your game, that are willing to spend that for a demo, mm-hmm. will do it. You know, yeah. and they're like, yeah, let's do it. We'll just get as much as we can out of it, even if it's just. And what if, if that was an Aliens game? Then I'd probably yeah. do it. Yeah, see? See, and that's so just the property. Okay. So that's pretty much Okay, so it really depends on the IP. Yeah. I mean, that's true. In, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> like Chris Kohler, if there was anything mini game for Nintendo, whatever, clearly he would have bought. It. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. What do you think, Chris? You haven't this. This is kind of your yeah. your brainchild on this. Well, yeah. you I mean, if you think back. And I guess some of the demos are still this way. Like you said, the demo you get is usually the first level, kind of. Or some, and a then, slice of it, yeah. Like, you'll get, you know, maybe five levels in so you can see what a fully decked out you plays like. Mm-hmm. Um, and the issue is, like, my complaint is that you are pretty much playing the game. Hmm. Um, so when you go by the full version, you've already played the first level because you played it in the demo. And you and you've already it. played the fifth level because you played it in the demo. Yeah. So you have to repeat it. Um, I think it's kind of cool what they did with uh, Metal Gear Solid in that it takes the the engine and the game mechanics and puts them in an entirely different game that you will not replay yeah. when the actual game that comes really out. Cool. That is cool. Um, I don't know if it's going to affect, like, have any impact on the Phantom Pain. I don't know if it's set up that way. There's no decision <clears throat> tree. There's there's one way through everything. Okay. Because I know there was um, it's something Dead Rising 2 did, I think. There was a Dead Rising 2 Case Zero. Yes. Right. That yes. came out, I, I believe, as kind of a demo prior to Dead Rising 2. I think it was prior to Dead Rising 2, where, mm-hmm. you know, your stuff would carry over into the regular game. Right. But still kind of gave you an idea you know, here's how the game plays, here's the mechanics, here's the graphics engine, but none of this stuff is going to be in the final game. Mm-hmm. So, to me, that that is a much cooler way to demo the game because it doesn't spoil anything for the game itself. That's true. Um, you know, it's... Yeah, you could say, okay, well, we finished this game, we worked real hard on it, so we're just going to gonna slice out two little bits of it and throw that out as the demo. But... To me, it almost seems like you are taking more of an interest, or you know, maybe if you're going to take a long time to to put out that game, mm-hmm. then yeah, it, it's in your best interest to say, look, you know, we've kind of got a little submission here that we can kind of pull out and say, you know, we're going to put release this as a demo, but it's really a playable version of the game, mm-hmm. and kind of tease everybody with, here's what's coming. Do you, do you think that this is like maybe for aliens, cloning marines? You know what the posh they put. I, I think it was on the trailer, but it looked it was that section of the game. Yeah, but this is like one of those things where maybe this it's is a vertical kind of, slice. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like it's something maybe that they could have that they're doing because they don't want to prevent the, they want to prevent those kinds of disasters from happening later on. Yeah, you know, like actually seeing the game engine in real time and, mm-hmm. and being able to test those kinds of environments. Yeah, and seeing the color schemes, different stuff here and there. Yeah. It just because <clears throat> I mean, if you think about it, a game demo gives you the opportunity to play the game, which a trailer doesn't. So I mean, a trailer shows you how the game plays, but doesn't really give you the opportunity to see if. And you don't know how much is pre-rendered. Yeah, it could all be. It's hard to say what's pre-rendered. That's and what then, I'm kind of worried about with certain games sometimes. Yeah, and then when you get to reviews, eh, there've been a lot of reviews in the past that have been of questionable nature because there's been some question of well, this game was obviously kind of terrible, but got great reviews. You know. Were these reviews paid for, or are some reviews paid for? And right, how open are they to actually speaking their mind if a game isn't very good, but they're paying your bills? Right, like how how much can you trust a review from a company that is getting kind of a kickback as far as either free games or you know some kind of compensation for reviewing this game in a positive light? Mm-hmm. So the nice thing about this is it is it kind of pushes all that stuff to the side, lets you play. A game featuring all the same things, but without spoiling 
you know, what's to come. So you still kind of, there's still kind of that build up to here's what the real game's going to be. Right. And depending on how you play it, you can end on that. Like you're, like if, uh, however Ground Zeroes ends, if it's like kind of cliffhangery, then you're really interested in Phantom Pain because you want to pick up and see. Which it is. Yeah. yeah. You want to see, you know, here's what was leading up to, you know, the real game. I want to know what's going to happen. It's like the, uh, in this specific instance, Metal Gear Solid has a ridiculously, I'm going to call it convoluted, and I don't think anybody would argue with that. <laughs> it has a ridiculously convoluted storyline, mm-hmm. and this, it gets interesting. Like, if you're following it all, the whole storyline, it gets pretty interesting, and you kind of want to see where did, you know, they, they play along the same lines that a lot of others do, like where, you know, heroes become villains and, and whatnot, and mm-hmm. there's like that tipping point of where you want to figure out where, you know, where did they, where did they go wrong? You know, like where did Darth Vader, you know, when did he go from Anakin to Darth Vader? Yeah. You know, you want to find out what that, what that point was in this one. Uh, you like when you play the first metal gears, you, you're uh, solid snake and you know, the big, Spoiler alert from 1987, so I think I'm safe here. The big spoiler alert from 1987 was that the big boss that you were fighting is your dad. So Kind of Darth Vader-y. Yeah, it is very Darth Vader-y. Huh. Uh, but you also find out that he used to be the... He used to be, like, like your you. position, yeah. right? Like, in Foxhound, he was, like, the star operative and whatnot. And so oh, there's... When you play Metal Gear Solid uh, Three, you actually play as as Big Boss back when he was a good guy, right? Mm-hmm. And so that Peace Walker uh, was a really or Snake Eater, sorry, Snake Eater, Snake and Peace Walker, and Peace right. Walker yep. were both uh, really interesting because it showed the progression of of why he went down the path he did and why his mentality wasn't so so evil and whatnot. And more this fair, yeah. in Ground Zeroes and Phantom Pain, you're playing again as Big Boss. And it's to me that's really interesting because now you've already if you played, um, actually you're still a good guy at the beginning of yeah. Ground Zeroes, yeah. But you can kind of see how it's sliding, you know. You can kind of see where it's going and the distrust of the government and the you know etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. But it, to me it was interesting because there's story there that's not told anywhere else. So I don't know. I think. It depends on the IP. I think you're right, Josh. Yeah. Um, but I think for those that do it, if you can get away with doing it, do it. If there was a Mass Effect one, I oh, would yeah. do it in a heartbeat. <clears throat> yeah, and that's just it. Like I think there's a lot of IP there that, that that will probably pull enough with fandom to people. Like if they make it worth their while, it would be worth it. And I think Target console also, like Target system, also kind of matters. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't know if it was a prequel or just alongside. Because Mass Effect had the Infiltration, I think, was a phone game. Ah, yeah. So, I mean, it was... I don't think it was quite a demo. It might have been just a ride-along. But still, for a console game or a PC game, making a handheld phone game uh, can kind of be iffy. I mean, it worked out real well with Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, because you could play some of the mini-games you play in Black Flag in the handheld, in the phone game app. Yeah, that was was good. Yeah, but but Infiltration was a completely separate... That was sort of like the Assassin's Creed... Uh, the the previous like Bloodlines and yeah it was the like other the handheld version handheld Assassin's Creed games 
up until I think Liberation was the only one that was really taken slightly serious. Yeah. Right? That was one for the PSP. Or Vita. Yeah. I don't know. Vita. It was Vita. Anyway. Yep. Uh, all right. So I think we've we've thoroughly covered that one. Sure. And the answer is if the if the market's right and you have a uh, and you have a, a market for that, you can do that. All right. So the next thing is a topic that I thought of. Uh, is it? We, so we've got X Men: Days of Future Past that just came out. Yes. And they kind of took a little bit of a, a Star Trek. I liked it. Thing but I'll, with I'll, it, I mean, where we'll, they they, they totally like. They, they paved a path for rewriting canon, right? Redcon. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess in general, how do we feel about that? Is it okay? Is it so wrong to rewrite canon? Can you... <laughs> when a movie like X-Men 3 comes out... We can't... <laughs> We can't cut that. I know. That's the point. You brought up like, the shit movie. When a movie my body like, reacts. When a movie like X-Men 3 shits all over the microphone. <laughs> something like Days of Future Past takes its chance at rewriting what happened in X-Men 3. That's why Jean Grey is... Who, who directed X-Men 3? Do we remember that? Spoilers. I have no idea. Because I, I, I don't think it's... it's it was not Brian Singer. It was not because he angly. Uh, <laughs> no, he had, he was doing Superman Returns. Yeah, time. he was. And he stole the actor. He stole, uh, which is James, why James Marsden. Yeah, James Marsden. Why they almost, killed him off at the beginning. Well, said Scott Summers. He stole Scott Summers. <laughs> Scott. Brett Brett Ratner. <laughs> was that the director? Is that who it was? I don't remember either. <clears throat> so anyway, I mean the Star Trek. Into Darkness as well, right? Or actually just Star Trek. Yeah, it was the, rebooted the, by the J.J. Abrams reboot. Right. Okay, so, so it I, paved a path for them to just kind of do whatever they want with that entire universe. Kind of. Yeah. They kind of did the same thing yeah. with X-Men without yeah. getting too spoilery. Mm-hmm. It's good, though. I like, I like the cast. They, they, the way they set it up was really good. I guess, can we can we not spoilers? How long has it been? What's, what's the Staunton... Thing on there. It's still in theaters. Yeah, I don't know so we can really, you can really spoil but, it. But okay, they have a plot device that that allows it to to from here go almost wherever they want. It's yeah. true. Doesn't yeah. have to follow the comics. Right. Yep. So, I mean, in general, though, I think the difference is if you okay, is it out of canon for say Star Wars to have you know books that just completely contradict? What happened in the known universe? Well, that's what's going to happen now. I think. Well, I think. I think when that's you have that, what I'm worried about when you have that. That worries me. Mm-hmm. If it's you have that, so you can do some little things that they know are coming that are going to contradict. Mm-hmm. You know, but okay, we're going to get to this new, you know, totally new writing or or whatever. I'm hoping. I guess what I'm hoping that he does with it with Star Wars, is that he takes what they have and, and, and gives us enough fan service, although I don't really need it at this point. I mean, it's been so long, so I don't really need it. That is who directed it, Brett Ratner. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Nice, nice, okay. So, if they take it, then they, like, okay, so here's some fan service, here's the Millennium Falcon, here's all this, you know, happy Luke. I mean, they're kind of doing some of that with having stuff. some of the old Right, and then new cast of characters, introductions, and then boom—that's what we're going to be following 
you know, like new levels of heroes and stuff. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I don't know that that's so much that's canon really, rewriting. That's not, yeah. Well, I mean, in this no, case... No, that's what I'm hoping be... that they don't do, is canon rewrite. In this case, there might be enough expanded universe stuff that they have already said they're pretty much going to ignore that it will be kind of canon rewrite because yeah, that stuff right. already existed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, to me, it really is kind of a, a, a kick in the nuts when you rewrite canon like even as terrible as as x3 was it it was there so i won't say it's not nice to to have done what was done but it is kind of a not super cool thing to do to just go in and be like look i'm gonna go ahead and do this a, a totally different way i mean i guess maybe there is a original director exception where because um brian singer Mm-hmm. Like may have had a path in mind, and because they wanted to make X three before he was where he wanted to be, that he's like you know, screw that crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there might be an exception there, but but to come in and completely redo something, it's still kind of it's kind of not cool. Cool. <laughs> it's not cool, not, bro. It's just kind of cool. like like the, all the emotions that you would have felt throughout that whole area. Yeah, and then they they just remove that from the actual storyline, so it doesn't make any sense, or that doesn't exist. At least, and it's, so it's hard to. At least it's it's not nonsensical stuff, right? It's that's not, true. It's not like you know, Han shot second, you know, just stupid. Right, right, right. right. Like yeah. Well, but they, you know, like into darkness. It's it's out of theaters. It's in Netflix. I can say that you know the con reboot thing. Right. Yes, and then instead of. Spock dying. It's it's Kirk that dies. You know they switched places and that whole right. little fan service. <laughs> Let's put yeah, our hands. I don't on know. The I was thing. like, <clears throat> yeah, I that, I could have lived without it. You made, really, you made a hand motion in an audio podcast. Yeah, I did I make a hand motion in an audio it podcast. Might have been, it might have You'll been. You'll guess what off. I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, as much as I hated the reboot, it was kind of an interesting take on. I guess at least for the second one, to allow J.J. Abrams to say. Here's what would have happened if the second one had existed in this universe. But yeah. honestly, if the third one comes out and they're like, "Oh, we got to do like redo search for Spock." No. Mm. I mean, it wasn't set up that way, but to try and no, no don't do that. But yeah, the whole retconning out the friggin' original Star Trek going on. I mean, you pretty much closed the door on everything. Mm-hmm. There can be no more next generation movies. Should there be? Wait, wait, wait. Should there be? Yes. Next generation's on. No. No, they they stopped. <laughs> They stopped because they just started going downhill, right? They can't get that cast back. They need to be able to, like, move on with who's going to be the next captains of the... Then, then set it up on TV. B, C, D. Well, maybe. It's true. Maybe. Yeah, maybe they will do that. Don't know. Maybe. But, I mean, same with same with X-Men here. Like, with any story in general, how many times can you tell the same story and have it be like, hmm, they just rebooted and did the same thing? You know, yeah. I like the I like the '80s version or the '70s version better. <clears throat> well, I guess this kind of goes back to my general hatred of reboots in general. So, my it's general true. hatred in general, general hatred. But general. but can't these be better <laughs> a than a straight a general? Hatred. You had a term for this, right? There's reimaginings. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I suppose that could you could if you can work it into a reimagining, it's still kind of a dirty way to go about it. But imagination. It's it's messy. Yeah. Because. So many people have Everything so many. Everything you grew up with is Yeah, gone. it's, t- it's right. like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, they, they actually have those connections. And you're like, these are things that you felt when you were in a, 
childhood and you have those kinds of permanent attachments and all of a sudden some guy comes along and says nope i like it this way right you're like who give like the balls on that guy that does those like little eraser you know changes this and does this and okay that's fine uh but i liked it better the other way so i don't know i mean Welcome to, play, to creative writing. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I, I mean, to play devil's advocate, yeah. could they? I mean, it was kind of at a dead end wall. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, could, yeah. how could they have possibly done another Star Trek movie without doing? They a, would have had to go to the future after Voyager and just like completely. And there's no, gone. there's no shows to support it. Yeah. Like what they did in the past was show for a while. Then movie, yeah, and then show, and then movie. The, then right? they tried to do a prequel. Prequel, okay. Can I can I just throw this out there that prequels are the worst ideas ever? No, the, you know what it is. It's it's low hanging fruit. No, it is low hanging fruit. It is absolutely low, and it never it's, it never it results is. in anything good. It never results in anything good because you already know what's going to happen. Yeah, like there's no it. surprise. <clears throat> right, you it take the surprise the completely though. out of it. Like like even like say Prometheus. I'm. Prequels in Star Wars. Hobbit. The Star Wars Hobbit, prequels are awesome. Not as good as Lord of the Rings. But, yeah. To be honest, like, yeah. I used to think, okay, that you could... Uh, the 4, 5, and 6 were great. And then the prequels came out and it was like, oh, you can watch them in order. But I think, to be honest with you, you watch them in, in release theor- theatrical order, right? Because yeah. if you don't watch... If you watch 1, 2, 3, then you already have 5 spoiled. And that whole like heartbreak part where you know Han is like... Fi- or, uh, that Luke is finally finding out that Vader's his father. It doesn't make any sense. It's moot. It, yeah. it doesn't. There's no emotional pang. There's no like, what? Obi Wan lied. Vader's Luke Skywalker's father. Oh, God, God damn it, Chris! Oh, yeah. Watch the goddamn movies. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> you're right. I, yeah, absolutely. So like, I as I do like this, the you know one, two, and three for what they are. Yeah, but because they add to a universe you like. Correct. <laughs> And it's, you know, just like we were talking earlier with the games, you've got, a you know, a, a prologue of a game or something that you like, and expanding that universe is fun. And, you know, this is going to be the new system you're having with that, um, so on and so forth. I, whatever. Anyhow, um, I like being able to get in, immersed in in those, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Universes. Thank you. There you go. Yes. So, like, I, I enjoy more content. If it's an IP like I like... I'm going to want to search those out and find more. And, you know, no different than like Transformers or Star Wars or whatever that I'm into at the time. I'm going to look for more of those opportunities to to get exposed to more and more story. So, yeah. you know, for the fandom, that's that's the key of getting people in, involved into it. I I don't think that it's a bad thing, but sometimes canon people get really canon heavy, and then when you go and Almost weighs it down too much, doesn't Sometimes. it? Sometimes, yeah. you know, it, yeah, okay, it kills a lot of creativity here and there. Yeah. Like if there's something that you expect to have, that's where that fan service with creativity and the kind of, you know, you have that. It, it's it's a fine line. <laughs> and Alien Predator it was kind of roughly written to begin with. Yeah, you know that universe. Uh, yeah. So but that gets I, a little bit tough. The, the weird part is like when that came out, I was so because it was set in modern times. And I was like, "Why the the games which actually spawned this to make to make it happen were set in the future with the Colonial Marines?" So that's why I don't 
I'm sorry, sorry. I had a completely different thought. I was just thinking about Star Wars, and you said fan service, and all I could think about is all the horrible one-liners we're going to hear in Episode 7 with Harrison Ford (laughs) saying stuff to Chewbacca, like, come on, baby, hold together, or something. I'm just going to be like, I got a bad feeling about this. I'm just going to punch myself in the face of it. I'm like, stop repeating the You know what, though? I want to go into this movie, (sighs) like, thinking that it's going to be, like, Vin Diesel and... uh, there's going to be barrel rolls and shit. If you like go because in expecting if it, if I go in and expecting that I'm going to be like yeah, you know it's not going to it's not going to happen. I won't get what I'm asking for. No. So if I go in with the like low, low lowered expectations, this yeah. might be low LS- expectations. <laughs> So if it's like Alaska Wipo four four seven nine, yes, I'm gonna do that one. That one, pick that one. So if you go in expecting Riddick, yes. So is that your? Is that that how you get ready? I was discussing this with somebody else uh, earlier this week, and I was saying that that's what I'm gonna have to do. Because otherwise, I'm going to get super pissed in the theater. I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake. That's what I said. And as, just leave. As soon as, as soon as he says something to Chewbacca, like, God, we're too old for this. I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, come on. God. Yes. Okay, Harrison, I get it. You're old. God. You can't operate a don't, door. I mean, we're already me. set yeah. sail for fail at this point. <laughs> yeah, no shit. For those that don't know, Ken Harrison Rummer- Ford was apparently injured on set at the Millennium Falcon door. He, like... Fell on him or something. Yeah, I don't know. Can run the uh, can run the uh, castle, castle run in, in twelve parts, but can't can operate, operate the door. door. Yes, Harrison. The Ford. Twitter thing has been going around. Yeah. It's hilarious. Trending on Twitter. It's awesome. Indeed. So <sighs> yeah. So you're gonna we're gonna be like Josh movie at nine, and you'll be like, okay, I'll start watching uh, Riddick. I'll st- Riddick right now. So I'm, like, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm already waiting and shit before I get there. <laughs> I'm the same thing. And we're like, all right, here's your ticket. Grab your glasses. And then if you want to step over here and get kicked in the nuts before the movie. <laughs> we got that option. To prep you, to prep you before. You have to pay $2 extra. $2. $2. Yeah, they used to got kicking the nuts for a dollar. <laughs> $2 over here. This is 3D kicking nuts. Oh, okay. You put your glasses, put your glasses on. on Whoa! <laughs> Coming right at you. Then you get, you get, you get Peggy in line behind you. He's like, whoop. Kicking balls. You get the kicking balls. In Russia, we we sign up for this. We wait three months for kicking balls. In In Russia, we played for the vodka and the booski and the kicking balls. Uh, Losing. Sorry, I I, I totally derailed that whole thing. Indeed. All right, so I think we pretty much said that that rewriting is a rewriting canon you know is a it, very touchy. It's dangerous. Yeah, it's yeah. dangerous, but it. I mean, it is kind of necessary because you you can't be bound to you know what other people did if you want to do something. I think and I know why they continues to pay for it. Right. I know why they do it. They they do it so that it sells. <laughs> well, for one, yes, it does sell, and then for two, they've only got you know, like we were discussing this. The, uh, they only got so long to, before they stop making those movies that they lose the rights to make those movies. Yeah. So if they don't open end it so that they can create another line from the story from that arc or whatever, they will lose the rights to make the movie and then it'll go back to the shopping block somewhere else and somebody else will fuck it up. So mm. I guess trying to keep it in house as often as possible is well. Plus they can make money off of it. That's the whole idea. True. Those intellectual yeah. properties are worth a lot. Yeah. Fox or uh, Marvel's kicking themselves for selling X Men and Spider Man at this point after what they've done. I'm sure they get a cut of it, so it's yeah, probably not quite that bad. Yeah, right. All right. So the other thing, 
is now in the age of, of DVR and everybody binge-watching uh, shows and things like that, does, there used to be a concept of the cooler water talk, you know, where everybody was like, oh, my God, did you guys see the... Did you guys uh, watch Lost this week? Oh, my God. Right, right. Oh and you, and you'd, so you'd have, like, you know, a whole... I'm sure productivity has gone way the hell up because now, <laughs> now you don't have that, but... No, because the Internet's still around, Ryan. That's Come true. On. Yeah, that's true. So, anyway... Uh, is is that water cooler talk? Is that like greatly diminished now because people are on totally totally different cycles of when they watch it? Like for example, Game of Thrones. Almost nobody I know watches it on Sunday. No, you know they'll they'll watch it within about two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know of, of when Not it was. Some people me. some people will wait for the whole season and then binge the whole season. That's what I used to do, but this this season has been. That's exactly for Game of Thrones specifically. That yeah. that is how how I have been. Is is this season? I've I've tried to watch it. Like I waited until about seasons or uh, episode six or seven, and then I watched up to that point, yeah, and then I watched each episode after it came out. It's been out. so good. It is kind of brutal going week to week, though. Yeah, you know? yeah, it is. Uh, I ran into that with, really uh, is. with Walking Dead. Yeah, because I caught up to Walking Dead, and then See, I was and like, this is it. like I, I gotta wait. No wait. I let it go. I let Walking Dead go. I'm still like a half season behind I think yeah. so. but then you gotta be extra yeah. careful about staying away from people that are spoilers or staying yes. away from like media stuff that yeah like, right I've already, I've already had Game of Thrones <laughs> I know there's a fight between two people and somebody dies and I've seen who those two people are by pictures on Facebook there's just no way around it. they're like look at this now look at these two guys who are best buds together on, on the beach at, on Twitter and I'm like what the fuck? You know, like, I have no yeah. idea what's going on, but I know that's one of those guys is probably dead at this point. I don't know. So I I pretty much only have one person in my feed that's a spoiler now. Yeah. And I just I you know really careful whenever it's like Monday morning and yeah. I know that the show just came out. I'm like, mm. but now <laughs> at this point I'm I'm beyond that. I've read. Well, it's I've not read even enough, it's not even know. people. It's trending. It's what trends on on because right, Facebook will put yeah. that on your news. They'll put that in their like recommended post, and there's that picture on Twitter. I'm like, fuck! Like, yeah. don't do that to me. Come on! It's yeah. like not even friends that are doing it. It's just Facebook yeah. is doing it now. Yeah. So, so is this is this a, a bad thing or is it is it a good thing because you can watch like a whole season and then you can have much more in depth conversations that are less. Okay, it's yeah, bad hard. for me because I feel like it's I, I feel like I, I miss out sometimes because like everybody if you're not part like, of the culture when it happens yes yep. and then I come back later and everybody's already moved on they're like hey we're over here doing this right. cool thing and you're, you're back there doing this old shit <laughs> we did that six months ago it's the hipsterness like, yeah. poor Josh on Mass Effect yeah there's so much to talk about not about that but yeah, I'm not trying to but I mean that, but that's Josh, part of it yeah. but Josh but yeah, really yeah. but Josh really alright alright we just need another blizzard, and then I'll just be locked inside. Right, right. We'll work on that in July. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> so, what do you, what do you think, Chris? I, yeah, I think like I've been playing catch up with Game of Thrones, and it's nice to be able to kind of start talking about some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, depending on my level of interest, I kind of don't want stuff spoiled. Like, I might at some point watch Breaking Bad. So I kind of try to avoid when people start talking about, oh, this happened in Breaking Bad and stuff. And I'm like, a, you know, yes, I know it's been on forever. And yes, I know it's way past the spoiler cut <laughs> But it's down the and list. You're, and you're like, you're yeah. like, and shut the fuck Yeah, I'm like, and shut the fuck up. I don't want to be surprised. Yeah. But it's true. I, I, it, yeah. But it, it does, I mean, 
to me, it kind of, you have to come up with something else to talk about. So, I mean, if, if you're, you know, what it's, comes on tonight, right? It's the last episode of Game of Thrones. For season four, yeah. So oh, yeah. when when Reese goes back in time and fathers John, yeah. and then he comes to Ned and he's like, hey, look, you got to take care of this kid. And then Peter Dinklage. Because he's going to save the universe. Turns the into the T-1000. Right. And then t- yeah, I got you. Right. But That's what Game of Thrones then, season four was. you know, tomorrow you can't talk, to it, uh, talk about it to anybody if you watched it last night because... They're going to show Bishop beheaded. Yeah. Right? And then... Yeah. Exactly. And then right, Saber Wolf pops out of the woods. Yeah. Saber <laughs> <laughs> Did you just use a killer Saber <laughs> <laughs> Wolf. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of changed things killer. a lot. Because it, when, once people start catching up, the issue kind of comes up, well, you watched it when it came on. So it's not as fresh in your mind. So they're like, oh, you know, I want to talk about everything that happened this entire season and how it all ties together. It all means this shit. And you're like, well, I can remember like the last three or four episodes real good. <laughs> but anything beyond that, I'm like, ah, the yeah. finer points I kind of get. Yeah. So you're like, oh, okay, now I remember this and like we can talk about that. It, it depends. Like if it's a show I'm passionate about, like Game of Thrones, for whatever reason, I can remember like Titties. pretty... Titties. <laughs> titties. There yes. are a lot of titties. You're like, you remember that one chick? Game the, of Bones. Game, Game of Bones. bones. <laughs> <laughs> but I can remember quite Danger. a bit of the detail in Game of Thrones, so I think we've had some pretty interesting conversations yeah. about it, that. And reading, reading the book kind of helps out, I'm sure. Yeah, it, it's, for retention. You know, and yeah, you, you probably retain the book a little better. Especially with names. I had <clears> trouble <throat> with the names at first. But yeah, I mean, like on top of that, one of yeah, our one of our coworkers who's like, "Oh, I don't care. You could spoil it, whatever." You still don't want to kind of spoil it for him. Is I think just finished the first season. Is into the second season. Mm-hmm. So there's like stuff we can talk about now openly, but there's still stuff that it'd be cool to talk about, but you can't really talk about when he's around because as much as somebody's like, "Oh, I don't care about spoilers," I'm like, "They do." Yeah, you do. Most of the crazy shit didn't happen in season one. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Gonna say didn't. 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 Yeah. Didn't happen. Season one. Oh, the okay. crazy shit. The crazy shit. No, it didn't happen in season one. No, there was some crazy shit in season one. Shit gets crazy. <laughs> yes. That is kind of the overwhelming theme. Is like in you're Game like of Thrones. You, you uh, like get through season two and you're like, damn. Which, I thought season one was crazy, and yeah. then you watch season three and you're like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> God, damn. And then you watch season four and you're like, flip the table. <laughs> it's true. Holy shit. And then you're, then that makes you really want to watch season four. Just pretty like, soon, oh, your brain good. gets baked, and you're just like, season five, and you're like, <laughs> you're just sitting there. Odor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody yeah. loves Hodor. So yes. True. That's yeah. because he's hilarious. So, yeah, I think it has changed the way Best conversations go at work now. Or, like, work, like where you used to congregate, you'd be like, oh, let's Ooh. talk about this. Like, you, you can't talk about that anymore. Or you kind of have to be like, well, I can talk to you and you, but only when you're not around because... Right, right. right. And, then, and then that does lead to some awkward conversations, right? Because, like, we'll be talking about it. We know what we're talking about. about it. And then, like, Josh comes in and he's like, hey, what's up, guys? And we're like, yeah, was, uh, oh, sorry, sorry about that. Uh, wow. Yeah, but uh, No, we were just talking about Game of Thrones, Josh, not about you. Promise. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Tweet, Game of Thrones. Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Right. Good. Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the crickets are cricket. Yes. So I don't know. It it changes the dynamics. I think. I don't know that it, it totally killed the quote unquote water cooler talk, but uh, it definitely changed it. You know, because yeah. not yeah. everybody's talking about the same thing mm. at the same point. You got to be. No. You got to be. These kids watching shows are really like 
picking up though. Like the Netflix ones, mm. like or just the new black. Lots of people are watching that now. Don't yeah. ask Stan about it. Um, give you a whole tirade. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I I watched the uh, first season. That was it was pretty good. I don't I, know that I would like ravingly recommend yeah, it. Yeah, it was like it was like six or seven episodes. I think I'm, I'm in Lady on the Oz. first time. Oh uh, yeah, a little bit. Lady uh, it's it's yeah. it's. Uh, I've not watched it. So I don't know. It's all I remember about not Oz as dark as the, Oz. It's the guy from uh, uh, Detective Stabler SBU. just being full frontal. You're just like, oh come on, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Uh, showed me his nightstick. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he did <laughs> show me his nightstick. Who <laughs> Christ? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, so those shows have been raving, but those are like they come up on a whole season, and then they post it on there. So everybody spends like a whole weekend. I think now they've been spending like an entire weekend when those shows come out to, to watch. Is that is that maybe you think maybe that's kind of a way to get around the people having to worry about people knowing where people are at in a certain series? Maybe is it's like here's the whole season. Watch the whole thing. Yeah, we can talk about it now. Yeah, and then yeah. you have like you, you have like a week of no productivity. Right, right. And, then, <laughs> and then nothing gets yeah, done. Exactly, because you're like, remember that one scene? Yeah, with the titties. I remember <laughs> all them. And then oh, Saber Wolf popped out of the forest. <laughs> out of the cake. Wait, what? what? Out of the cake. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, was that undersea? Get out of the combo breaker. <laughs> Danger. Danger. Killer. Indeed. All right. Well, I think uh, that about wraps it up for episode twenty. You can find this on iTunes, and you can also find it uh, if you're watching it on on YouTube. I guess you already know about that one. But uh, if you're listening to it on iTunes, we are also over on uh, on YouTube, and there's some videos for shorts there. So that's YouTube.com/slash Fairly Awesome Podcast. Uh, also check us out on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash fairly awesome podcast. And, uh, there are also some, some other content, like, uh, little tweets here and there. Uh, mostly, mostly from Chris. But, uh, on, <laughs> uh, anyway, over on Twitter, that's at fapcast, F-A-P-cast. Um, yeah, definitely check out all that. And, uh, be sure to let us know if you have ideas for, for show topics or, or WTF reviews for Chris or any short ideas that you have for us. Let us know and we'll see, uh, if we can work those in. Otherwise, thanks for listening, guys. See ya. Later. Bye. Boiler. Bye. Hodor. 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 Hodor.